this is a, a great opportunity. I will say if you're looking for to have your own business, to have your freedom. So people say, what do you love about this is the freedom. I will say if you could do about uh, a month on leads, you can, you, can, you can do well. You know, they want to be their own bank, but then at the same time, they understand. So they, I tell them, I say, well, in order for you to be your own bank, it's not going to be overnight. Thanks for joining us this week on the Elite Sales Podcast. I'm very happy to be joined in the studio, Clifton Henry, FL yeah. Generational, John Baccarin. How are we doing? With FL Elite Syndicate. So before we get to our special guest, who's going to be training us about uh, how he how his process works, how he got into IULs, how he's issue paying over $100,000 a month. And I've had the pleasure of spending some time with him, you know, so we got to kind of dig in a little bit further, but... Before we get into that, I actually wanted to to bring up some relevant news that I thought was kind of interesting. You guys all heard of Charlie Munger, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's in the news, 99-year-old. He's the right-hand man for Warren Buffett. We even got some misinformation from Clifton, who said it Warren was, Buffett died. And I was like, it was an accident, I swear. Charlie Munger died. He was old. Well, I mean, but but Charlie Munger, I mean, if, for the, for those that don't know, I mean, Warren Buffett obviously is a very household name. Everybody knows who he is. He's known for you know, his uh, very conservative yet smart mm-hmm. approach. You know, he's, he's, he has his hand in everything. He, he, uh, he invested. He's, he always constantly talks about spending less than you make, mm-hmm. investing in, into into index funds, and just, you know, just taking a real sensible, consistent approach and not trying to get rich overnight. Right. Okay? And I think with the social media age, so many people go out there and consume their information, just think like, I want to be, I want to get rich quick and I want to get it overnight. And like, and a lot of times, you know, they keep digging a hole deeper and deeper for themselves, mm. right? Mm. Now, Charlie Munger is a he's a pretty pretty neat dude because you know he's he's a ninety nine years old, which very rarely do people get to get all the way up to that age based off of mortality. So I thought I thought that was kind of cool. He died with a net net worth of two point six billion. Okay, which is nice chunk of change. Big money. Yeah. Um. He he also had during his time, and he took over, I think, in nineteen eighty four as a vice chairman for Warren Buffett to be his right-hand man. I think he uh, he grew the company three, 3.8 million percent return. Jeez. Right? Wow. For Berkshire Hathaway. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Or Warren Buffett. I don't, I don't know if it's through his other companies or to, strictly to Berkshire Hathaway. I don't know. But he, over, overall, he brought a lot of value. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's one of the things. Like, he he was, until he passed away, I mean, very few people actually knew who he was. He's not. He's he's the right hand man, and and Warren Buffett would not be who who he is or where he is without having the right people, you know, by your side. So I think that's a, a very important thing that we need to continue to keep in mind as we continue to build our agencies, continue to build our respective businesses, even if you're not looking to build an agency. Success is a team sport, and there's no other way around it. So you got to have the right people around you. You got to have people that are in your corner. You got to have people that you can count on. Clifton's helping me out with the Discord. We have complementary skill sets. You know, there's there's certain things that you know we talked about. We restructured our business to be able to, yeah. to figure out a way that benefits both of us because when we're both at a certain level and we're separate entities, we both got to run our own deal. And mm-hmm. you know, as much as we like to help each other, like it's it's difficult to be able to be like, hey, I'm gonna take this part because I got to run the overall deal. And sometimes not everything fits someone's particular strong suits or their, or their, or their, their uh, passions or their interests. Mm-hmm. So, you know, forming strategic alliances along the way, as you continue to to build your business, kind of focus on these things, you got to have the right people in place. John and I are, are, we work really well together, you know, <laughs> in terms of how our outlook and how we deal with people. I mean, it's, it's very different, right. You know, but in terms of one, th- one thing I've, I've, uh, I've always been able to count on John for, and like, whenever I go through difficult times in business, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with stuff, which, you know, I'm dealing with stuff now. And it's a, whenever people tell me about their problems, I'm like, call that a problem, <laughs> you know, but for me, I'm like, I, I'm like, I was built for this. Like, this is something that I've, I've put in 18 plus years in this industry. And I'm, if I don't know how to deal with this kind of stuff, like it's, it's, if it's a different level than I've ever been at, then it's time for me to level up. There's just, there's no giving up in this thing. Like I just got to just keep pushing forward. And there's guys like John that can actually help keep me balanced because, you know, sometimes I need a little bit of that. I don't give an F kind of kind of uh, attitude because 
I do care about certain things and I care about people and how it's going to affect them rather than I need to just focus on like what I need to do to like get us past this point and like just let's just let's just keep pushing forward and yeah it's 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 important to have that diversity within your small circle okay now clearly I have a pretty big circle too you know with everyone on this call and all the people in my life and I I appreciate all of them for for what they are but you got to have like a right hand man in this case I guess it's like two so I guess I doubled up and I'm, I'm, I'm lucky <laughs> got here. <you> back. <laughs> got you, fam. But you know, it it's it's not just like me looking to to be like, hey, I, I have these guys to help me out. Like I'm always looking at what, what value can I bring to them too. And I think that reciprocation of that effort is really what Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett's you know relationship really was at at the end. You know, Warren Buffett wouldn't be him. Charlie Munger wouldn't 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 be him without one or the other. So I I th- I just think that's a kind of a uh, Kind of a cool dynamic that they had. But do you guys have any thoughts about Charlie Munger? Hope you're enjoying the video so far. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, anything to help us help support the algorithm so we can continue to bring you more valuable content and continue to be part of your lives. Also, if you don't feel that it's providing you that much support since you're already at this point, like and subscribe anyway. They knew how to invest, but yes. they knew the game like um, a little bit more about Warren Buffett. Like he had a system. He was like reading the newspaper. He would have his little McDonald's meal in the morning with his little Pepsi or Coke. And then same thing with Charlie Munger. Like they read, they see things like they, they look at it. But I think one of the biggest um, investment advice they were giving us was like, don't jump the gun. Right. They had an issue with like crypto, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They didn't want to get into it because they, they felt that it was a little too tricky. And so they were like, no, we're going to, we're going to hang on tight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then same thing even with the COVID, like when, when companies were shutting down and, and losing money, they were making money and they were ready to pounce on like um, opportunities. That's what Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger mentioned, uh, waiting on the perfect opportunity. If like a, a big, big organization was somehow losing money or they needed uh, an influx of capital, that was when they would you know capitalize and, and buy it for cheap mm-hmm. and they would invest into that. So they knew how to hoard money. They knew when to spend. That, that, was, that was a pretty... Big uh, keystone, the principle for them is it's like when people are panicking, when people are running, this is where you should go and take advantage of the situation. Right. There's blood on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And they had the power, they had the money. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And just making the right decisions over a long period of time. I mean, those, these two guys are, are relics. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, like they had plenty of time to be able to make the right, right decisions over and over again. They definitely were not all right, to, right decisions because, you know, in the crypto market, they could have made some money, but mm-hmm. they chose to forego that because they wanted to, to do things that they knew about, things that they've worked on for a long time. So, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just a really, yeah. They're, they're like the epitome of sticking to your plan and it working out. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, that's dope. And then uh, they, they they had such a big influence in the financial sector. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the the banks falling out, right? With the New York Signature Bank, I think, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and uh, the Silicon Valley Bank. Mm. They were, like, looking for a way out. And they were like, what if we call Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger for some for some help? Maybe they'll bail these banks out. Right. They had the money for it. Yeah. <laughs> so behind the scenes, they might have done some, like, crazy deals. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so- – Preaching consistency, preaching, preaching, uh, get into a space in which you're going to continuously work on for a long time. And and Charlie Munger, you know, he was very involved up until his final days. So, I mean, so the thing is, he had 99 years in which he put in, he put in, I mean, not full 99 years, obviously, but yeah. from the time he took over as vice chairman in 1984, you know, up until recently, you know, he, he was, he was an integral part of that. So if you guys are just like, you know, having a bad day or having a bad week and you decide to give up, I mean, like, you don't build anything substantial if you give up too soon. And these guys were about consistency and being sensible and making the right conservative approach. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Well, so on that note, Warren Buffett was a huge proponent of the index funds. You know, he, he that's something that he constantly talked about. He had that one famous bet about, you know, he could he could outperform, if an index fund would outperform any individual investor over a seven-year period. Yeah. And you know, he he took this he took this major bet. I forgot the name of the bet at this it's escaped. Yeah, right. it was like a 10-year hedge fund bet right. against the, any hedge fund like investor or anything. Right. Hedge funds are sexy, you know, that they're hmm. it's like they can get they can get like a like a quick return, massive returns, but you know, it's risky. Yeah. It's tremendously risky because you're 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 betting on individual asset classes to like do really well. Whereas like 
you know, with an index fund, you're diversified enough to be able to have, you're buying like a bundle of stocks, like blue chip stocks that are, you know, even there's going to be some companies that are going to do well, some are going to do poorly, but then the, the ones, they're not all going to fail. And the ones that are doing well will typically buoy up the average. So the thing is, over the course of time, you will make money with an index fund. We can confidently say that. Warren Buffett's been saying this for years. And I think he's done all right for himself financially. Yeah. Right. So since we're on this topic, you know, we have our very special guest, Juan Franco, joining us out of the Houston, Texas, Texas area. Yes. Houston. All right. And, and then, uh, yeah, he what one thing that he does really well, and, you know, I got a chance to spend some time with him in Florida and we got a chance to connect. And I, I really enjoyed our time. You know, you're a, you're a really you're a really nice guy. You're really humble. And, uh, you know, it was really nice, you know, just getting getting number one, getting to know you a little bit better, but also to learn from you and to kind of discuss the business. And, you know, that that really is like a very uplifting experience to be able to hear from someone doing as well as yourself, someone that issue pays over $100,000 a month working on IULs. And, you know, to, to, to see someone, because typically, you know, in business, a lot of times we get this impression of like, oh, nice guys finish last. And, you know, you got to be a little bit of a, a jerk. You got to elbow people out the way for you to be able to like succeed in this business. And that's not true. I mean, the thing is, if you're a real business owner and you have you you understand the market and you understand what's what's out there for you, you can succeed and you can bring other people along the way with you. And Juan's been a personification of that. And, you know, hey, I just appreciate you spending some time with us and getting on with us. Yeah, it was great. Great talking to you, man. Great meeting you finally. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's funny because you know, a couple of times we've uh, we we met in Texas one time at the right. integrity office, uh -huh. and then I came up and introduced myself to you, and then and then you're like, oh yeah, I've seen you before, and you know, <laughs> and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of cool to connect that way, right? I see you. I see you guys all all the time on on Instagram. They 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 are two gentlemen too, so it's kind of like that that uh, so. We just don't meet up, but uh, but I know I follow everything that you guys do too. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's nice. great. Well, let's let's start off. Let's start off and uh, kind of let people know what you did before this, because you know people people see your numbers and they just think like, oh, he must have came from like a some huge financial background. He must have he must have worked in stocks, and you know he knows all this stuff, and this is the reason why he's focusing on this product. You know, can you tell us a little bit more about what you did before this? How you got into the insurance industry and how it's been so far? Yeah, so uh, I never been in the insurance before. Like I got into, I I got into it like during the COVID year, uh, twenty twenty. So that was my first time, and then so it was just uh, I was in fundraising, so I was doing helping schools raise money. That was my my background. So for twenty seven years, I helped schools raise money. I was selling cookie dough. <laughs> so you ever bought any cookie dough? Yeah, uh, mainly in Texas. It was uh, it was us, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. then uh, but mainly just uh, during the COVID, since it closed, then all the schools were were shut down, and then that's kind of when I started to look for something. I thought I was gonna be doing it part time when I first started, uh, but since I started, it looked like pretty promising, you know. And that you could go out and sell and there's no inventory, there's no, and I was used to making a good, you know, decent uh, early six figure income, you know, like 150, 200, you know, but, but I didn't know the potential to, to make so much here. And then, so I've been in sales all my life. That, that, that really helped me and I've been in business. So the business mind, I think that helped me a lot that I needed to spend money to make money because I, I knew that that is the most difficult part for people that are come from pay, you know, they come, they're used to getting a paycheck and so they don't know they need to invest money to make money. And then, so I know that's pretty hard. And, but for me it was simple. I started investing right away on leads and, and got out and very disciplined. I always say you have to be in this business. You have to be the best boss to yourself. You know, like you're you're if you're a, if you're a good boss uh, to yourself, then you're gonna do real well because this is your business. And if you don't manage it, then no one else will. And that's pretty much when I started. I started back. In college, selling 
books door to door. So I was uh, I was a uh, one of those college students that went out and sold books door to door to pay my way to school. And because of that, I learned how to do how to work hard, how to have a mental positive attitude, how to uh, talk to people. There's two things in sales to make a sale. You have to be likable and you have to be trustable. So like if the people like you, they trust you, they're going to buy from you. And then so that's the basic things on sales. So if anybody thinks that they're smarter than the other people or they do, you know, people figure things out very quickly. And then so I feel like that that's helped me a ton. But as far as like, I feel like anyone can do what I do and more because I've seen, I've seen this year, especially I've seen like people going through 150, 200,000 in sales. So it's kind of like, it can be done. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I agree. I think, I think anyone can do what you do, but not everyone will and not everyone Right. figures out figures out the right steps first and and if we just take a step back you know i was i was listening to your on another training this morning that you you did that was excellent if you guys <laughs> want to go back and catch it familyfirstlifeschool.com you can actually watch juan's entire presentation with the screen him running the illustration him 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 breaking everything down to john gavin i mean all of that was 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 covered so you can go back and actually watch his entire actual presentation Method, right? So, mm -hmm. but you mentioned that you do everything virtually uh, and you do everything through Zoom now. So you're 100% virtual. So that's a great uh, resource for, for agents to be able to use if they don't want to go out there and drive and, you know, you know, pr purchase leads and do all that, you know, but you built up to this point. You didn't just start off that way, right? How did right. you start off in the field here? Yeah. In the first, uh, when I when I joined FFL, there was no, I don't think there was hardly any virt, virtual, not not at all. So all I I heard is basically you go set up your appointments. And Monday and Thursdays were the day that I dial, and it was making appointments. So I follow. That's one thing that I I know. It, people people that been through this before me, like Albert. Uh, they already know what what they're doing. So why try to reinvent the wheel? I just needed to follow their guidelines. Like they told me, hey, wake up at this time or whatever they told me, I was going to do it. And I say, this takes, you know, don't look back for three months. So I was like, I won't look back for three months. Uh, don't take vacation for the first year. Guess what? That was the hardest thing that I had. I love vacationing, taking a break, going to to my home country or someplace. And that was the hard, hardest thing because in fundraising, I had always two months of no work because the schools were closed. Right. So it was, and so I didn't take a break. So that was one of the hardest things. And then, so you gotta follow whatever Albert, or whoever is the leader selling is like that. They're saying, Hey, if, if they're successful and they're doing it, I'm doing it. I'm going to do that because that's the way that they're telling, telling us that that's the path. And, you know, you have to be very teachable and very coachable in this business and in any business, I would say. So when you were in the field, I mean, what what type of leads were you working? I mean, were you doing final expense, mortgage? I, I started working. I started working just like everybody else uh, at that time. It was final expense, and you know, it was all final expense pretty much. I, I was buying the leads and making my first day. I made five hundred dollars, and I only made three appointments and real bad appointments. And you know, at the end people the inch they were not there and then the, the person that was there I, I i begged him to just let me do the presentation so i, nice. I go through it so that was pretty much my my first day and then i called mike Rose, who told me hey call me i will help you i didn't even know who mike Rose was at the time somebody else recruited me and then i told me hey call mike Rose." so i called mike Rose after i left the home 
He says, oh, no, you need to call me during the inside the home. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. So the next day I did it. I made the appointment. I had six appointments and it was better. Uh, I basically had, had a, uh, my first sale the second day. And then, so that was huge. And the belief factor, uh, the things, and I just started working, working. And, you know, I went from 12 appointments a week to like 18 appointments a week. And I, I got to a, close to 20 appointments a week. And then I heard this guy, Easton Patton and Zach Trodowski talking about how they do $60,000 in a month. And I was like, how do they do that? And then so they were talking about how you need to make more appointments. So I, so I said, they make 30 appointments to 40 appointments. So I said, I'm going to start doing 30 appointments a week. So I started doing 30 appointments a week and my volume went up to uh, about 40,000 a, a month. And then so it went, I, I never hit 30 over, you know, I hit like 30,000, but not over that, the 40. So I was now I accomplish and so I you start one step at a time trying to hit bigger numbers and and that was kind of like uh, and then I I moved into mortgage protection little by little not like a hundred percent but I started learning it was difficult especially when there were older people in the home I didn't know how to do that I listened to John Wetmore's uh, training and learned that and I became real good at. Mortgage protection. Shadi was the my 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 best trainer. He trained me on the phone how to how to present, and I was like very thankful to him for that. And then so I started selling. I had a over sixty thousand dollar month doing that, and then and then I I I was moving into IULE, which is kind of like the first thing that I learned about. So it was like Mutual of Omaha IULE. And then I was doing mortgage protection with that. So I liked that product. But then one guy in my team, he actually came from another organization from, you know, WFG, which is more IUL. And then so he told me about, you know, have you ever seen an IUL, a real IUL? I said, well, IUL E. He said, no, that's not a real IUL. So he kind of showed me the National Life Group IUL. And I was like, whoa. How do you get one of those? And then he kind of he said, "I got I got one of those for me, my wife, my kids." And I was like, "I need to get me one and one for my daughter too." And I was kind of pissed off that no one had told me about those when I was younger. And then so I I started learning more and more, and that's when I started picking up on the IUL. It was kind of like just by learning from other people. You know, I'm still learning every day. I'm still learning. So I don't know every, everything about anything, you know. Right. So, I mean, so there was a gradual progression. It, was, it wasn't like you just came in and decided, I'm just going to do IULs off the jump. Because you can tell me if, if you've experienced the same thing. Because I think people on this call or, or people that just see your numbers and other people's numbers just think, oh, they're doing 100,000. If I'm a brand new agent, what if I just, just go straight into that? What would you say about something like that? Well, if you, I mean, to tell you the truth, there's companies out there that that's all they do. So is you can, you, IULs is not a difficult product. So first of all, I think that annuities and IULs are not a difficult product. We just have to learn it. And um, I feel like uh, if you, if you have somebody that is going to train you on it and train you well on it, I think we do it for people. But if you're like, for example, I have one team that does what they do is they they basically make people once they reach like fifteen or thirty thousand dollars, then right. they move them into IUL. And I think that's the best way. Me too. I think they'll they'll do better. They'll start off because final expense mortgage final expense is like no brainer. Sure. Like there's no no misunderstanding on it. Like you're. And mortgage protection, a little bit of learning. I mean, it's not that difficult. So it's kind of like you you just have to know the clients, like the older age versus the younger age and so forth. 
Uh, but pretty much all this business, I mean, there's no rocket scientists in what we do, you know, like this is very, very simple business, you know? So how yeah. are you guys, how are you guys want to train your, your team? I, I tell people, I say, yeah, I mean, it can be, there's all organizations doing it from the beginning, but you know, they train them real well. Yeah, so in my in my personal opinion, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. you. You could come in and learn it. However, the thing is, it also depends on you as the agent if you're what your financial situation looks like. If you if you're trying to learn on the fly how to do IUs and that's your first thing without any basis of experience, like it's going to be a rough go for you. Because the thing is, just doing the application is more a little bit more complicated than doing the final expense application. So the thing is, one's perfectly perfectly uh, correct on that. It's just like there's it's simple and straightforward. It's like you're going to die. Do you have life insurance? Take care of your funeral. Yes or no. And then if you don't, let's see if we can figure out a solution. Now, if you add in all these additional variables, like how much is your mortgage and you know, how much do you want to put aside for this? And here's how, here's how the, uh, the non-guaranteed looks and this and all this other stuff, you'll probably be overwhelmed as an agent. So I was talking to Zach Tordowski about this too, when we were out there in Florida and he did mention the, the, the way that he's, he's experienced the most success that he's seen from his experience is that an agent, starts writing and gets up to 15, 15,000, 20,000. And then they'll introduce IULs into, into that, uh, into the portfolio. So the thing is me personally, I would say, you know, take it one step at a time. Plus the thing is it never hurts to have a little bit of extra base. Cause when you get to the applications, it's going to be so much easier because it'll make a lot more sense along the way. Yeah. So pay quicker, you get paid quicker on, on final expense, mortgage protection. I mean, like if people are in a hurry to, you know, because, uh, on an IUL, it does take sometimes 20 days to, to, to get something paid. Like I remember when I first started IUL, I'm glad that I had money in the bank because the first two months, my issue pay sucked. <laughs> I went, I went from, I went from Ryan, like 30, 40,000 to like 15,000 or 10,000. And then, and then my, Third month showed up at 175,000. And it was right. kind of like, woo, okay, this is cool. Right. This is great. So, yeah, going back going back to our example with Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, I mean, it it does take some compounding time for you to be able to like build up this skill set. So, I've, I've heard that from common experience. I've, I've heard Hall of Fame producers that have changed whatever they were doing and that they decided to switch to go to this model instead or focus on this. And everyone took an initial dip. So the thing is, you know, there there's something about the reps. You know, there's something that you just can't skip all the steps and just think like, hey, if Juan's doing it, I mean, you know, if he's doing it, like I can go out there and write a hundred thousand dollars tomorrow. Like it <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You got you got to put in that sweat equity. You got to put in that time, and it compounds over time. That's how you get to that point. Yeah. So I have a question, Juan. So I mean, you're really you're very uh, well versed in you know your final expense with the mortgage and into the IUL now. So talk about about your your I would say clientele now your lead lead clientele how much percentage do you think you do now on final expense versus like mortgage versus IUL are you completely merged into all IUL now all IUL um, <clears throat> and that was kind of like when it was kind of like a little bit not by a hundred percent by choice it was a it was like I told Albert I say I say I. I, I started promoting myself in on social media, just like okay. everybody else. You know, they promote recruiting or whatever. So I started promoting IULs, and I and I learned from other people like Depot and pe people that were doing it. And then so uh, people start following me, and suddenly it had a blow up my Facebook account, blew up. Uh, or they had a lot of followers, and then I, I suddenly one day I got like a hundred leads in wow. my inbox, and it was like I was not prepared for it. I was in the field at the time, and then so I had to pull out myself to. It was all over the United States, so I couldn't go visit them. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn. I kind of have done a few presentations on inside the home on people at IUL and things like that. And this forced me into, and it, I pull out a lot of my top leaders to do the same. So I was kind of like training. And then I started pulling in even people from other uh, 
teams that were good friends. I said, hey, man, I need, I got leads like crazy. Can you help me out? And I, we just split it. I'll give you the leads. If you don't sell them, you don't pay. You sell them, you pay me. And then it was like, man, it was like just people. It was just like that. And then so my business just exploded. Right. So mainly social media through Facebook or are you using like Instagram, TikTok? I was using, I was using at that time. Uh, no, I was using, uh, I started with Facebook a little bit more. Then I, I went to TikTok and then I, I, last one was Instagram. So I, now I post on all three of them, but I, but it was, it was, I guess, I'm as you can tell, I'm not I'm not as young as you guys, so it's kind of like, mm-hmm. like like there there's like we there, there definitely Facebook is it was my my thing. I didn't know what TikTok was at the time, and I asked my daughter. I said, "Hey, what is TikTok?" <laughs> she didn't want to tell me. She like, "You're too old for that," <laughs> you know. And like like uh, but anyway. I got I got a, over forty thousand followers in t- in TikTok, so not bad, wow. you know. Like, hey, you know, I I don't I don't okay, and then I have over five hundred thousand followers in 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 Facebook, so that was the big big plus. And then uh, on Instagram, I'm still trying to grow it, you know. It's like it's just, but then there's a lot of people now doing what I what we were doing at the time. That you know, IULs is very popular now. Yeah, and it's a big, big thing. So, so that was that was the main part. How I and so so I just became. I was doing like ten appointments a day, you know, sitting down with people, and people were like looking at me like if I was like like, whoa, this guy, man, he's sitting down with me, and then so they were all excited just to see me. And then <laughs> you became a celebrity. I know. <laughs> I became a celebrity all of a sudden. People were like, and then people were calling, "Hey, we're on the we're we're with Juan Franco's office." And then they were they were all excited just to hear that I, they were. So talking. if uh, if uh, you want more followers, uh, how do we follow you on Instagram? What's your on handle? Facebook? On, solid, on solid financial plan. Solid financial plan. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you guys just go in and search Juan Franco, he'll pop up. You'll see his handsome face one, there. One C, one C Franco will be the the one that that you'll see. That you see my bald head. Just make sure <laughs> they're the authentic one. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a, a, there's a, a couple. Bunch of, yeah. There's a bunch of the uh, ones that are uh, have tried to create. If they don't uh, have you're like so, you're so many famous. You're so famous that you have knockoffs now. You got you got people trying to pretend to be. <laughs> All right, I see you. I see you with the with the headpiece, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, well, if we can just drill down this a little bit more, I mean, there's a lot of people that are just curious as to how you get your leads and how you get started with it. Because, you know, for, for a lot of agents, I mean, let's face it, some of them are cheap and they don't want to spend money on leads or some of you're afraid to spend money on leads or some just don't have the budget to start. So what made you decide to like start marketing yourself on social media? Like, were you just like, Hey, I'm, I'm good looking. I'm going to start, I'm going to start putting it out there like what was your what was your inspiration to to be like hey i'm going to start putting out content not knowing what's going to happen with it you know if i if i had the looks of this guy right here the the looks of this guy his name is brower brower oh Oh, Derek Derek brower (laughs) shout out Derek look, i mean like like this guy looks just like the guy in the office so like i mean if i had that look I i would just sell the heck out of the united states I was just saying, hey man, you're just talking whatever. I'm like, I would just book everybody, <laughs> you know. So take advantage, you know. Like you guys, yeah, you guys are young, you know. Like, he looks like Dwight from the Office. Yeah. Oh my God, he's like, he's like identical, man. <laughs> yeah. well, so, you, so what was your inspiration to start start the uh, content and start putting that out? Like you so, knew those going to lead to leads. Yeah, so I would just post content and um, people will follow that. And then so so it's just like like I started in the beginning, I was doing a lot of duets. That's what I was doing because I I didn't know what I was talking about. So I saw like guys like Depot and 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 uh, they they were other people from other places. They're doing it. And so I started just post 
point, pointing at them. And that was my TikTok in the beginning. Oh. Just pointing at people. People start following me. They were good. And and then I started doing some of my own. And, and then so it was just, uh, but, you know, just creating content. I, I like, like right now I see like, like one of my, my agencies from Haiti and what she did, she started posting things in her language. Yep. And she gets, she gets, she gets clients right now, wow. you know? So it's kind of, what we have to do is, is think outside the box yep. on that cases, not to do this job outside the box, but to think of outside the box, like if everybody's doing this and I'm not getting results, maybe I'll try something. What I, I mean, like this guy, he looks like the office. I will do a play like I'm in, I'm in the office. I, I will do like, man, like anything you can, you can do. Like there's so many things that you can do. Like I see you guys, you, you guys are very successful in social media, you know, Albert. Thank you. The, way that you. the way that you promote yourself is amazing. Yeah, you three guys. I mean, like you guys, you guys killed it. So, you know. Well, for me, it's just all my social media guys. I mean, I yeah. I, I cringe at looking at myself. I mean, so it's 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 more of just like knowing that you got to do it if you want to promote your business. And you know, you've done it. You've done a tremendous job with that. In addition to the social media, the one. I mean, I I think Sean mentioned this a big chunk of your business actually comes off of referrals off of these people that you generate through your social media. Is that, is that correct? And how does that work? Yeah. So are you else is one of those things that people, people benefit more than just the life insurance. They benefit by growing their money and by, you know, leaving benefits and things like that. So, uh, a lot of times they, 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 I ask them and say, Hey, do you know anybody else? And one of the things is people know or people say, hey, uh, what about my sister? I want to I wanna get my sister. I want to have my child. I want to have my wife. So it's kind of like you can have like four or five IULs in one home. So I, I sometimes have written like five IULs in one home. And then when I fi write five IULs in one home, that takes a long time. So what I do is I probably take you know, once you write one IUL, they trust you a lot. And then I just tell them, say, could you give me just their information? I'll enter it later. So I just give them all the information. And I just do it. I say, I'll call you once we get it. And then we'll we'll submit it. And then I'll let you know if I need more information from you. Okay. So I have a question. So let's say you're, you're selling Albert, right? I'm Albert's brother. And Albert referred me. Okay, so now you give me a call or it's a separate situation. Albert kind of told me about it uh, in like a quick, quick explanation. How would you uh, ex explain an IUL for a random individual that doesn't know much about it? Mm -hmm. I try not to do much on the phone. So the way that I, 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 I tell them, I say, hey, hey, uh, hey, Albert, uh, this one, Franco, I'm, I'm basically the guy that you requested that information about the IUL or that your sister refer me to you about the IUL and okay. you know so the IUL is a great great tool but I don't want to get into it right now I know you're busy what I like to do is set up a, a time with you for about 25 to 30 minutes via zoom so I can explain to you how your future is going to look like with this how your money is going to grow and also the pros and the cons so what is the best time for you in the mornings afternoons or in the evenings then so that's pretty much my my approach to people. I wanna I wanna set up a, a, an appointment. I do I do a one time close. So some people they do the pre sale on the on the on the phone and then they close on the second appointment, which is the video or something like that. So it's I do one appointment, uh, very little on the phone, and a lot on the video. Now, when you call when you call the referrals, I gave you called John, and then he he just said, uh, and then do you do you normally get pretty pretty warm reception? Do, do people say like I I don't know what this is? I mean, do people generally book the appointment? Oh yeah, yeah. I get. I I think I book pretty much like ninety nine percent of the people that are you know are gonna. I mean, when they when they reply, 
especially the organic leads were like they were hot. I mean, those are those were like gold. I tell I pay I pay like two I will pay two hundred dollars for those type of leads. I mean, like I made a lot of money on those. But the leads that I buy now, they're pretty good too. I mean, they're they're asking for IULs, so they're asking, hey, do you you know? So they watch a video, they request that information, and they're pretty good. You know, okay. I do, I do, uh, and then I don't know, just, just not, I don't try to explain, like I said, too much in, on the phone, uh, right. but if I have to explain to people, uh, what I do is I explain that the, there's two pieces to, to the IUL, the IUL is a different type of life insurance program because they say, where, where is like, uh, where, where can I get one of those? Can I get it in the bank? I said, no, this is not a bank thing. This is a, a life insurance program. And since it's a life insurance, you can get it through a, a life insurance carrier. And you're going to need people like me that are a license. But the problem is not everybody that is licensed know what an IUL is. Now, I'm an expert on IUL. I'm going to be able to help you with this. So I'm going to set it up the right way. Let me tell you why. Because the IUL has two things it has the life insurance and it has the compound interest account where is the money is growing for you so what we're going to do is we're going to minimize that life insurance and we're going to grow these your money so that's what most people want we want to max fund your iul and then when they hear that they have the confidence that they got the right person got it now, do, you, do you run into a lot of situations in which the, the client's kind of unrealistic about how much they want to put aside for a, for an IUL? Like they're expecting to pay like 50 bucks and something something very minimal. That's not really going to find much benefit in that. Do you run across that quite often? No, no, it doesn't. The way, the way that we typically we, because we don't sell it as, an, as a life insurance plan. So the people are not looking for the cheapest plan. They're looking for what is the amount of money that they can put towards retirement or towards doing this. And then so when we set that up, they're typically most people I say, hey, what's the minimum amount that you could do per month? And what's the maximum amount that you could do per month? And then people throw in anywhere from a hundred dollars minimum. I never hear anybody done that. And then the maximum is basically sometimes three thousand, you know. Five thousand, wow. and then and then some people they say I have a hundred thousand lump sum that I want to put in into the IUL. Can I do that? And I say, what about the monthly? Uh, how much can you do? And then they say, well, I can do you know three thousand dollars a month. And I say that that will work. We can put the hundred thousand dollars, and then we can put three thousand uh, dollars. But if they say I just want to put two hundred dollars, the rest, and I say no, that won't work. And then I can show them how. It will work, and I break it down into five mm, yearly payments. So I say I can put twenty thousand every year, and I can make your your IUL beautiful, and you will have an IUL that is that is paid for after five years. Yeah. And then some well, people go for that. Would you rather do the IUL on those type of clients or an annuity? Sometimes depends on. Uh, because sometimes they're they're trying to have um, uh, they're trying to have like access to their money. Like if yeah. they say that's the one of the main things that I like to do is I I want to have access to to my money early on. So I say okay, so annuity probably won't be the best thing for them. And then uh, but if they're they're saying you know my the most important thing is for me to compound uh, and grow my money and how long. Uh, so yeah, annuity is probably better. Okay. Now, what, what's your average uh, annual premium for for one of your IUL sales? Five hundred dollars a month is basically like six thousand dollars is probably average in our in our in our. Yeah, I would say that that's about that's about right. And what age range from young to old, or you have a, a yeah, from little kids, uh, like uh, little kids, to to basically, I I written for older people like like me, like sixty years old, 
something like that you can write it but then the problem is uh, they need to understand that if they they're writing it also because of the life insurance life insurance is very important at that moment if they're not if they're trying to just grow their money and say well this is not the best growth pattern for you because you're basically paying a lot for life insurance at that moment so um but the average i would say is between 35 and 45 i would say no, and uh, if we could just role play really quickly so i mean we can you can, people if you guys want to go back and watch juan's entire iul presentation it's on familyfirstlifeschool.com uh, we put it we put it in the chat but if you could just run through it up to the part where you ask how much money they want to put aside or how you know how, how to structure this deal i mean if you can just do that for us and i'll just be a guy that's just kind of irresponsible so <laughs> all right so if you if, so yeah you go, go ahead and, and uh I'll, I'll we started the presentation I'm, I'm on we booked the appointment how do you start okay you want me to to go through you uh, present to me yeah to present to you yes sure so the, the albert let me ask you this uh, how, uh, how many kids do you guys have at home uh, probably like three <laughs> yeah kids at home okay how old uh, uh, they're they're five, seven, and nine. Nine, seven. Oh, okay, yeah. perfect. And do you work for for a company right now? You work for yourself. Uh, work for I work for a company. For a company, okay, perfect. So you guys have any type of benefit like four hundred one k's, thing like that, or retirement plans? Yeah, I think I think we have a four hundred one k, but I mean, I don't really contribute very much to. It. I don't think it's really done anything. Okay. Yeah, I hear that. And then um. Um, what was the main thing when you requested that information about the IUL? What was the main thing that you were looking to accomplish? I want to be my own bank. I mean, it sounded it sounded really cool. I, I was I was I saw that. I'm like, yeah. why borrow from the bank? I can be my own bank. Right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So a lot of people they 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 like that part. And so what I like to do is I'm gonna share my screen with you, and then I'm gonna show you kind of how that will work for you. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, perfect. So I, I just kind of like go into the 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 thing. I, I know I I don't have access to sharing oh, here, but we can we can. Well, give how, us a sec. We wouldn't have to go through all that because we already did that. But how do you determine how much money to ask for? How much? How do you show so, structure your plans? So when I when I go through my presentation mm -hmm. and I and I designing the IUL, there's a point in time after I explain what an IUL is and all that, and then I say, okay, now. Uh, here is the way that we design it. So I tell them, and then when you guys watch that video that I, I did, then you'll understand more. But then it, yeah. it says uh, minimum death benefit, maximum cash value. Then I say, okay, now based on your budget is what we're going to decide. There's some people, and I usually mention, I say there's some people that like to put like $300 per month. There's people that put $1,000 a month. And there's people that put $100,000 or more per year. Now, which one are you on these? Like, are you more on what will be like comfortable that you could do per month minimum? And well, what will be maximum? How much, Albert? How much will be like a minimum amount that you could do per month? Well, I mean, I, I still like to go to the club and I still like to buy bottles. So, I mean, sure. can I can I start with like 100 bucks a month? Is that is that practical? Yeah, and if you're like if you're 30 years old, I say yes. If you're 50, I'm gonna say no, not quite. And I'm gonna show you why. And so I, I says, well, that that would be kind of tough. I don't tell them like no, but I tell them I say that would be kind of hard. And How I'm do you redirect them? So I say, what would be like a maximum amount that you could do per month? Give me an idea. I could uh, use maybe like 500 bucks. 500. So what I do is I'll, I'll, I'll design it for 500 and I'll show them what a 500 will look like for them. So I always show them the, the bigger number on how that will look. That usually appeals to them very much and they're willing to now sacrifice a lot of stuff and they're willing to kind of like, hey, yeah, I want to I wanna do this. She said, would you like to start at 100, I mean at 200 or more? And typically say, yeah, more, more, more. They're like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be like the one that you just show me, right? 
but I, I guess in your I guess in your scenario, you don't run into too many irresponsible guys like like my character. I was just playing, not actually me. But but you yeah. probably don't run into that because I we guess don't if, run because of the leads, the leads yes. that are are generated are more for people looking to grow money to you know they want to be their own bank but then at the same time they understand so they, i tell them i say well in order for you to be your own bank it's not going to be overnight yes. it's going to have to be like a building uh, over time especially if you're doing just monthly now if you want to be your own bank and start growing out of money early on you can there's people that put a hundred thousand and they can start making drawing money uh, after 31 days you know you know, so that that's something that we can do too. So, in order for you to write a hundred thousand a month plus, and in, in for how was, what's your budget for for leads? How much do you spend monthly on leads? Yeah, that's that's something that I will I will say if you could do about four thousand uh, dollars a month on leads, you can you can you can do well. You know, and four. Four to five thousand dollars in a, and then I hear like people that do a hundred thousand in like mortgage protection, they spend over ten thousand. You know, like I I was one of those. And the hundred thousand, just to clarify, is that an annual premium or in target premium? In annual premium. Annual premium, but then yeah, we talked we talked about this at the meeting too. I mean, because the premium is so high, it doesn't it, it the the, yeah, you the don't target get premium doesn't much. get that big. I mean, like you you, I would say you're. When you see volume like 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 people that are writing IULs and you're kind of like oh my god they did two hundred thousand they're not getting paid two hundred thousand but they're getting we're getting paid you know if you get paid half of that that's pretty good yeah. you know so that's a that's a that's a good that's a good sometimes a little bit less depending on like if if I if somebody gives me a hundred thousand I'm not gonna make a hundred thousand on on that money. But I may make like, you know, twenty percent on that, yeah. you know, so that's still pretty good. Twenty thousand dollars, right? And these leads that you do purchase, I mean, are these based off of your own content? Is it a campaign that's being run for you, or are they someone else is generating IUL leads for you? Um, I I'm I'm doing now my own. I'm generating my my own. Type so you're of running your own campaign now, right? Okay, yeah. and are you boosting your ads? Well, oh, so your your content with it? Yeah, no, I, that that doesn't work too much. It was more like advertisement, like like the ads that you see in sponsors. Okay. Like you sponsor an ad, like you you go and then you spend so much per thing, and then so you put a video, and then you can you can do that. Right. And and I just I just want to clarify for everybody. I mean, so the thing is, one started with organic, you know social media content that he's putting out just educational videos and then he generated a bunch of organic interest and then people started responding and that's when he got out of control and started having to like give leads out and for a split uh then he also started doing some campaigns and also you can also purchase leads off of the ilc you know they, yeah. they're doing social media iul and mortgage protection leads so these are all you can say like oh I, i'd rather get it from all these vendors outside but they're buying from all those vendors from outside yeah. So the thing is they have all these contractors. So the thing is they're hundred percent vetted. If you go outside, I mean, if you're, they're not compliant, you could be having, you know, potential compliance issues in certain areas. ILC is hundred percent scrubbed. It's going to be guaranteed. It's going to be guaranteed compliant. So that's, that's one area to the great area oh, to start. Yeah. ILC, if I, if I like, like Calvin, right. Who's yes. basically writes a lot of IULs. He, mm -hmm. Told me, I mean, I met up with him, and then in, in in Florida, he says uh, he bought thirty of the ILC IULs, right. and he wrote five policies. Wow, so those are very good, very good leads, and they're yeah. thirty dollars a piece, which is not a bad, right. bad price. Yeah, I just checked on it this morning too. Um, they go quick though, so that's the only thing. So just check it out today. They keep they keep refreshing keep checking. anymore. So if, if you look at more, the fresh ones, yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. I mean, Sean Mike is really promoting IULs now, mm -hmm. so I think they're gonna start putting more and more leads into it. Right. I know every organization also has, like, if, you know, like under Grady, they got they got IUL leads under Sharp Zach Prodowski, they got IUL leads. So every every organization has kind of like 
I'm pretty sure Andrew Taylor has some. And then so everybody has access to some of their own type of IUL. So if people are wanting to buy, there's plenty of places to buy. Right. Just don't don't buy just from the first person that you meet up and then they'll tell you, ah, yeah, it's a great IUL. And then, then you're paying 80 bucks a piece and they're not any good. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of different options out there. So the thing is, you know, Juan has given us his formula that works for him. You know, he's got a different level of experience. He's got a different work ethic. All of you have to keep that in mind. You know, your where you're at is not where Juan is at at, th at this point. So keep working at it. Figure out the formula that works for you. You have the basic uh, framework in which you can try to operate under. So uh, speaking of Calvin Wright, he, he's actually a new integrity partner. He's actually coming on next week. So we will have have a chance to interview him and learn more about IULs on, from his perspective. So I uh, want any last bit of advice for any agents out there that's, you know, maybe looking to get into this space or just struggling a little bit, what would you tell them? I would say uh, uh, just, this is a, a great opportunity. I will say if you're looking for, for uh, to have your own business, to have your freedom. So people say, what do you love about this is the freedom that I have. And with that freedom comes sacrifices. So that means I have to manage my own schedule and that. So discipline comes to play in this big time, just like anything else. So just think about, uh, you know, that you're, if you're, if you're a good employee, if you're a good employee and you're always very disciplined, you were always like, if your boss told you to be there at five o'clock in the morning, you were always at five o'clock in the morning, then why not do it for yourself, which is, this is your own business. So it's kind of like, like you need to create something that is very structured. So where you, you start working at 9 a.m. and you end up at 10 p.m., that's your structure, then that's your structure. But you, if, if you're working part-time, you need to structure something that you need to follow. So you need to be a part-time all the time, not a part-time some of the time. So it's kind of like that's a mistake that everybody makes. Like they say, I'm a part-time, but then they're really not a part-time. They're part-time some of the time whenever they mm. want to. And that's kind of like very different. I've seen people that are part-time and they do extremely well. But they're part-time all the time. They're like, they know when they're making the calls. They know when they're doing it. They, they're doing about twenty to $30,000 every month. You know, so you can do that on a part-time basis. Awesome. And, and then there's people that will become full-time, just like me. Like, I quit my full-time and went this way all the way. And people will do that all the time in this business if they do it the right way. So I would say just keep listening to all the big producers around you. Don't talk to people that are not doing as well or more than you. I'm sorry to, to say that, but you're not here to make friends. You're here to progress. So guess what? Mike's Rose helped me to get to a certain point when I got to his point, guess what I look for? I look for Shaq Trodowski, like who's taking me to a farther level. Right. So you need to look look always up. Don't look yes. down. You know, that's my big advice. Right. Well, that's great practical advice in terms of just navigating your way through as an agent, but also working the IULs and progressing up to that point. So Juan, this is really great stuff. I appreciate you coming on and sharing some time with us. Uh, next time you're in LA, like hit me up. Let's 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 go out. We'll get we'll grab a bottle of Pinot. We'll go have some fun. Thank you, man. All right. Or, well, or, or a scotch. I saw I saw I saw you you like scotch too. I thought, yeah, let's do it. I got I got a little bit. So yeah. Next time you're out here, you're you're all you're always welcome. So Juan, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for all the wisdom. And uh we'll see you around. Okay. Thanks all a right. lot. Thanks, Juan. All right. Okay, so hopefully hopefully that was helpful stuff for you guys. Remember, you know, starting with the Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, you could be someone's uh, right hand man. And, you know, for us, all of us as agents, we can do that. We can help that in terms of the people within our business and also with the uh, clients that we're able to go out there and help. So just figure out what you can do and which role you're going to play. Let's all go and contribute and continue to help other people, guys. So appreciate you guys getting on.
and let's go and use this, apply this information, you know, to the degree in which we are able to at this point and just keep progressing. All right. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Have a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Thank you guys once again for supporting. If you guys want to see more of that, please make sure you like, subscribe, uh, click on this link here to subscribe. Click on this link for the next video.